everyone, it's Chloe, and I'm so excited to share something fabulous with you, Vogue's first ever global fashion community, Vogue Club. Our members get to mingle with Vogue editors, yes, including me, and fellow fashion enthusiasts at exclusive events around the world. And that's just the start. Membership opens doors to the fashion industry, bringing you expert career advice and insider style and beauty tips. What are you waiting for? Head over to Vogue.com membership to join. And here's a little treat. Use code TRT20 and snag 20% off your membership. That's TRT20 for 20% off your ticket to Vogue Club. Are you in? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. This is The Run-Through. I'm Chloe Mao. And I'm Joe Minardi. And this week on the show, we brought in a man who really needs no introduction. Usher. Yes, Usher. Usher is a lover of fashion, specifically Rick Owens. And he told us about all his fashion influences, his new album, which is supposed to drop at the end of the year, and his his obsession with roller skating, which I share with him. He even sang for us for a little he bit. Did, he did. A it, was pretty, uh, it was pretty great. I mean, I mean we honestly, were swooning. We were we giggling. Were giggling, like, swooning. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> he kissed us both on the way out. Oh, he God. was so charming. <laughs> we were blushing. <laughs> but first, we have our colleague, Will Welch, uh, the global editorial director of GQ. He got on Zoom because he was at his hotel in Paris on the morning after the Pharrell debut Vuitton extravaganza that truly broke the internet. Well, I mean, he had Pharrell, has had Pharrell on the cover many times. He has interviewed Pharrell. He's been friends with him for a long time. So I was really happy to hear Will's perspective on that. And he had a good sort of macro take on, on what it meant for fashion and culture. And so that was, it was fun to hear his Thoughts on that and also on all of um, Men's Fashion Week, which he's on his sort of two-week jaunt through Europe for that. Hi, Will. We're so excited to talk to you. I know that you and Choma go way back to the fader days now. I know. Way back. <laughs> we used to you sit next to each other. You don't even want to know how far back. <laughs> when did you guys meet? In the fishbowl, the office that was known as the fishbowl. Yeah, Choma um, and I know know how each other smell, and but it's all great. <laughs> we, we both smell great. Will was in the panel of people who interviewed me. I remember everything about the interview. I really loved working with Will. It's the best. And I remember what I wore for the interview. I remember everything about it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just happy to hear that Chomo remembers what she wore when I interviewed her in yeah, 2004 <laughs> because I don't remember any I don't remember the entire year of 2004 so like between the two of us we can figure it out. What did you wear, Chomo? Um, I customized a Y3 Oh my God. Um, so <laughs> gives sick. you a sense. Already sounds cool. I cut cool. the sleeves yeah. off it and I put like rope details. It's very Carrie actually, Bradshaw. Yeah, very Carrie Bradshaw. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I was very proud of my handiwork. Last night, actually, so Mobilaji Dawadu, who has been my creative partner 
throughout like GQ style and then the last few years of GQ um, fashion director. He and I were at the Louis Vuitton show and actually after the runway show, Jay-Z's longtime engineer, nobody knew who the secret performer was going to be except Jay-Z's longtime engineer was on stage like fiddling with microphones and stuff, young guru. So we were like, oh, it's going to be Jay-Z. But then he played a warm-up set and Choma, it was like Baby Sham and like what? all these fa- all oh these fader God. cover stars, like all reggae set. So wow. we were uh, blasting to the past for sure. I've been at GQ for 15 years, kind of like charting the course of all this like electric energy coming into menswear. And it's just so cool that from the environment that Virgil created at Vuitton to now the environment that Pharrell kicked off, kind of the space he opened up last night, it's just like been such an incredible time to be on the menswear side of the fashion universe. You know, men's historically is just like total second fiddle. You know, the fashion weeks would be a little bit sleepy for the most part. Um, And there wasn't always like this just booming energy coming Mm -hmm. from our side of the house. So it's been just, I feel very grateful and blessed, honestly, to have been working at GQ for all these years where all of a sudden there's just so many exciting things happening on the men's side. And, in a way, I think the men's side is leading this sort of like moment that last night last night felt like both a culmination and a beginning to me. Mm-hmm. It was sort of the culmination of fashion being the place where all the rest of pop culture can all come together. Mm-hmm. And now I think we're beginning this whole new era where like fashion just like swallows pop culture whole. Um, when you imagine like, the power of the Arnaud's and the creativity and cultural force of Pharrell. So you have creativity and you have resources. Um, the Arnaud's, for like, people who don't know, are the family that owns LVMH, Louis Vuitton, just for, just for people who aren't, you know, up on that. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a really powerful combination. And um, I was talking to Pharrell like 10 days ago and he was just talking about the resource. He was like, if I had an idea, I could execute it for the last 20 years of my career. But this is just a whole other level where if he has an idea, like options are in the morning, options are being presented to him that night of like samples. And I mean, it's just, he just is himself astounded at like the firepower of the machine that he is now the captain of. And you can tell just as a creative person, he's never seen anything like it. And last night, I think, was an expression of all those things. I mean, you had LeBron, Jay-Z, Beyonce, uh, Rihanna, pregnant, belly out, Rocky, (laughs) Zendaya. Kim Kardashian. uh, Kim, yeah, Kim. Uh, obviously Pharrell and his whole family, the entire Arnaud family. And I then love you start that his family were like, dressed in the same camouflage print that he designed. I mean, it was adorable. I've never totally. seen the kid. I've never seen the triplets ever. Me neither. Out. I know. Oh, the I triplets. Oh, incredible. my God. I was so... Yeah. That made me How like... How old are they? I don't know. This, <laughs> whatever. They're childless low. by choice. So this is not my... I'm not terrible at this game, but I'm going to go with four. Four years old. <laughs> they looked older than four. 
But, Shoot. All right. But Will, will you like walk us through the steps of the evening? Because I hear there there was a bateau mouche involved. Like what what's what's the experience? Yeah, set the scene for us because I know it was it was on the I mean the oldest bridge in Paris, Le Pont Neuf, right? Pont Neuf, yeah. Yes. So my call time was eight forty. Oh wow! There was an address on the left bank where we went to board a boat. And it was interesting. It was all like unbranded. There wasn't a big line of black cars or anything. And so at 8.40 p.m., the show to the announced showtime was 9.30. I think they had pushed it back a little bit because of potential rain. And we were like a 10-minute ride up, up the river. It docked just under the bridge. And we all got off and like went up this you know ancient stair path. I guess Louis Vuitton's most famous um, logo print is the monogram. And then the second most famous traditional logo print is the damier, which is the sort of chessboard squares. Mm. And the Pont Neuf, the bridge was painted gold. That's And then it had a, the whole thing was painted, not the outside, the whole side that you stand on, the top of the bridge was painted gold. And then there was painted in two-tone yellow, which is Pharrell's favorite color, um, like chessboard damier. For this massive runway. And isn't he calling his new version of the Damier the Damouflage, which is like the pixelated version? Yeah, he took is very clever. Actually, what he was wearing last night, what his family was wearing and what Kim Kardashian was wearing was the Damouflage, which is using basically shrinking the squares of the Damier in order to make a digital camo out of it. And for those of us who pay attention to what Pharrell has been wearing for the last 25 years. Um, he has always loved camouflage. So it was sort of like, to me, that was very reflective of what made the collection so successful is it was just very honest to Pharrell. Mm. This isn't actually possible because of all the like signifiers baked into the collection. But if there was a way to sort of anonymize like a board of all the looks and show them to me and and you just said, what what is this? I would have been like, I, it looks like Pharrell Williams designing Louis Vuitton, you yeah. know? Yeah. In a way, it was like as the as the looks were coming out, you were seeing like a... a a retrospective of Pharrell's style over the years, but with like lots of new twists. What are um, some examples of that? The camouflage uh, tailoring, but with shorts mm. instead of pants. I like I've those shorts because seen... I'm usually anti-shorts for oh. men. I mean, this is the way to Changing do your stance. Sorry, I just, I mean, that, that show had me feeling very, it did feel like between, and I'm just going to call it, I think between this and like Phoebe Philo coming back, it was like the show of the year. Like, this was the show that everybody was anticipating, and it delivered. Okay, but just, this is even my question. Was it? I just want to point out that yes. to the male listeners of of this podcast, <laughs> Choma does not want to see your hairy legs. Pharrell, <laughs> Pharrell would love to see your hairy legs. Choma is not interested in your hairy legs. I just don't worth wear that to your out. interview with Choma. <laughs> <laughs> But, Will, would you say, because it seemed like a lot of fireworks, like definitely the show of the year in terms of star power, wattage, excitement, did the fashion hold up to that? Like the show itself, would you say that it sort of carried through the actual content of the show or was it more about an event and a and moment? I think the collection lived up to all of the production and celebrity and pop culture okay. insanity. Now, if you hated Pharrell being appointed to be the menswear creative director of Louis Vuitton, then this show isn't going to change your mind. But if you were open to this appointment and excited about it, 
I think Pharrell's first collection was just incredibly honest. Like, it's just the word I keep coming back to. It was honest. It was like him taking on Louis Vuitton, especially a sort of like post Virgil Louis Vuitton and all of that represents. And, you know, the fashion's favorite word, the codes, the the (laughs) logos, the symbols, all that stuff. And like filtering it through who he is, what he has always worn, what he gravitates to as like a um, prolific shopper. And he's new to this. And Pharrell, you know, humble pupil king that he is, will be the first one to tell you this. This is the first full fashion collection he's ever designed. And I thought it was just a fantastic first step. And I also thought it was appropriate to what, LVMH and the Arnaud family are clearly trying to do with Louis Vuitton. Mm. Which you know, is what? there's a lot of, which is to create a pop culture juggernaut okay. that goes way beyond. There's been some interesting pieces that, that I think were really thought provoking and accurate that sort of suggested that Mark Jacobs took a handbag and luggage line in Louis Vuitton and turned it into fashion. And now, with a sort of like table set by Virgil Pharrell is taking a fashion line and turning it into this like sort of place where all of pop culture and luxury can, can coexist under this big umbrella. And I think there's something really interesting. Like I'm in Paris now. I just came from Milan. And if you think about the dichotomy between this idea of a luxury house becoming something bigger than fashion on one side with Pharrell and Louis Vuitton. And you think about this quiet luxury conversation that's happening. So in Milan, I hosted a dinner with Laura Piana celebrating our March cover star, Jeremy Strong. So on the one hand, you have like logos and damouflage and LeBron and Zendaya and Rihanna. And then on the other hand, you have like, you know, we did this quiet dinner in a garden with Laura Piana and Jeremy Strong, not a logo in sight, you know, but they're both owned by LVMH. So it's like they're using the various Maisons to sort of like catch it all, I would say. That's a great point, though. I feel like it's been such an annoying conversation the last few months of like quiet luxury, quiet luxury. And this show really just blew that up in terms of what's covering the zeitgeist. I mean, this is the quiet luxury thing is real, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they can both exist, bo- but yeah. It's a both end. Yeah. And uh, also they're, they're yeah. appointing designers who are not megastars anymore too, you know. I think Bottega is a great example of that. Machi Blase was a behind the scenes person, you know. I think there is this other trend happening in fashion too where I think you're 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 not necessarily having the cult of personality at every single house. Like there's a there's a real variety of of personalities right. happening. And you know the Caring, which is the other big luxury group often talked about as a rival to Louis Vuitton. It's the Capulet to their Montagues, so to speak. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They also have a new designer incoming. and It's sort of the, to your point, Choma, the antithesis of the Pharrell appointment. His name is Sabado, and he was the Pier Paolo's number two at Valentino. Mm. You know, to the people outside of, like, the real inside fashion industry, a total unknown, he will be presenting his first collection from, you know, the other huge global house in September. So you do have both things happening at once. Gucci, forgive me. Thank you. 
Thank you for having me, guys. That was oh, super thank fun. Thank you so Thanks much for, for coming on. Time, we well, really I know it's a crazy week. Yeah. No, it's my pleasure. The run-through will be back in just a moment. Get balanced or thrive trying. My name is Les, and I'm the host of Balanced Black Girl, a podcast dedicated to helping you feel your best. Join me for casual conversations about what it means to live a well-rounded life. I cover everything from how to make friends as an adult to how to create a workout routine that works for you to how to practice better financial wellness. Tune in for approachable conversations with wellness thought leaders and inspiring guests, as well as intimate solo chats with me for relatable advice. Follow wherever you get your podcasts and look out for new episodes every Tuesday. This podcast is supported by Macy's. Mother's Day is May 12th, and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Shop by price, 25 and under to 100 and under. Category, like fragrances and handbags. Or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything or for grandma. Macy's has all the hottest gift ideas, like Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs, and more. Go to macy's.com slash gift finder to shop. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder today. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? Maybe a chef-grade range made you want to hone your cooking skills or a high-tech tennis racket made you want to work on your backhand. I recently bought a new pair of running shoes and that made me love hitting the pavement again. Well, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. And we're back with the run-through. We had Usher come into the studios, which was such a treat. Oh, he was he just sauntered right in. He was cozy and comfy. <laughs> he was wearing Bianca Saunders, a designer who he also wore to the Met and who we're super excited about, who showed in Paris this week. He also spoke to us about his new album, which is very exciting because he hasn't released a new album since 2018. And I feel like his residency in Las Vegas is like the place to see and be seen. Oh, it's like I'm everyone go. is going there. I know. It looks so fun. Right? We got our own little mini, mini concert we in the did. studio. We did. We did. Almost as good. Oh. <laughs> All right, Asha, can you hear us? I can hear you. All right. Can you hear me? We can. We can. All right, here we are. Tell us what you're wearing because I've been dying to know. Oh, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> Bianca Saunders is actually what I'm wearing. Wow. And uh, oh, yeah, the jacket is is a one of one. You've seen it in her design, but never quite cut like this. And yeah. the jewelry. So, you should keep wearing those jewels because uh, they're amazing. yeah, they're very good. Can, well, thank you, thank you very much. Can you tell much. us what they are for people who can't see? So for people who can't see, uh, I'm wearing uh, how many necklaces? Uh, like maybe three? Th- th- no, there's more? more. There's more. Four. 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 There you go. Four. <laughs> four. Uh, some are pearls, uh, and others are diamonds. Uh, but uh, this is designed by a Jackie Aish. Mm. And, um, you know, these these wonderful pieces uh, are part of my personal collection. Uh, if you come to Las Vegas, you'll see more of it. Wow. <laughs> are you dripping on stage? I drip everywhere, baby. 
<laughs> it's, it's called a sauce, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I personally really respect the fact that you have so much uh, respect for the creatives in the fashion world because I think a lot of the time they don't get elevated to the status of an artist. Tell me a bit about when you kind of fell in love with fashion and why it's important to your creative process. I think I've always admired uh, fashion or clothing, first and foremost. I always wanted to dress up as a kid. I so can even remember. before you, it became part of your job, like it was something that you enjoyed? I think it was something that my mother made me enjoy. <laughs> Interesting. As a kid, she would always dress us up in knickers, like little little shorts. Oh, yeah, oh I love yeah. that. Are there pictures online of, of N- baby Usher? I could show you pictures and you would die laughing. So, <laughs> so, so every, <laughs> every Sunday... We'd have on our knickers and our bucks and our socks pulled up to for our church? kneecap. For church? yeah. Oh, wow. And what would she wear? She would wear like a beautiful, you know, dress or gown or something that she created. More than likely either she made it or either someone in our family wow. made it. So you come from a family of real like fashion lovers and dressmakers. Well, I mean, if it weren't my grandmother, my, my one of the most bespoke um, gentlemen that I know was my grandfather. And, uh, man, Sunday's best is an understatement. He would, you know, shine those shoes up, you know, Saturday night and have them waiting at the edge of the bed, you know, socks pulled, you know, starched shirt, (laughs) ties, double breasts, uh, you know, whatever it might have been for that showing. It was almost like a fashion show for them. And then there was, you know, the lifestyle. You know, we were breakers in the street. You know, we would dance. I'm, a, I'm an 80s baby, you know what I'm saying? So we would, it was a little bit about dressing up on Sunday, but every other day was, okay, trying to figure out how to be a part of this cultural thing that obviously came from New York but made its way all the way over to Chattanooga, Tennessee. And then Atlanta, you know, having its imprint and, and style there. I picked up a lot of things there as well. Tell me about Atlanta because... Atlanta, is, I think, is a really special city and has a, a cultural impact on music that's quite significant. For me, Atlanta style is big, it's bold, it's about, it's expressive. Like, But I'm an outsider, I'm not from Atlanta, you can tell from my voice. I'm yeah. from Atlanta, but what's special about Atlanta? What is the style of Atlanta? How would you describe it? I don't know if I could describe it. I think it's a melting pot is what it would be. That's probably okay. what I would say. Right. A combination of, you know, kind of lifestyle, um, that might be a bit excessive if we could obtain it and if you can manage to afford it. And the other half is, you know, the personality of the city and the fact that, you know, we kind of tied in between these two spaces, you know, close enough to Miami and the South and, and water and being kind of a part of this African diaspora and being this place of like true freedom for black people and being able to be expressive in a different way uh, in Atlanta uh, we weren't comparing, we weren't never comparing ourselves to New York or comparing ourselves to Los Angeles or any of those other places, Chicago, whatever it might be. But, you know, it was in some way a lot of our childhood ambition uh, created, I think, the style. One, you wanted to have the big designers, but you didn't necessarily have access to it. You got to remember, we didn't have a lot of access. What was your first big designer purchase? My first big designer purchase, Versace. Oh, Versace, what? what did you? What? What was it? I had a full yellow Versace uh, suit. It was like Stop. a oh yeah, wow, big! I, I I bought a D and G tank top, and <laughs> you bought a Versace suit. No, by the way, it wasn't it wasn't by choice. This was this was a part of imaging, uh, but it was it was the first time that I began to realize, oh, this is about something other than just my talent and right. my voice. So this was for a music video? Or was no, it? this was my this was actually my first cover. Right, uh, I'll show you a picture of it. There, there. Um, Do you still have it? 
Do I still own it? Yes, I do. So you must have a crazy archive. Where do you, you keep all your stuff? Or I, you, are you are you someone who purges and getting rid, rid of stuff? I do not like to purge. <laughs> which <laughs> Same. Is, which, here, here, this right here. If you ever seen, you've never seen this photo. I'm sure I'll recognize it when I see it. Um, but I'm. I trying mean, yellow to, can go many ways. So yes. I'm curious to see what yellow. Oh, oh wow! Yes, that's, of course I know that's that. 12, that's twelve year old Usher. Oh my god! And Versace right there, baby. <laughs> baby that's a real taxi cab. Oh my god! It's quilted so good. black piping. That is beautiful suit. But by the way, and yellow was my favorite color. So I was just you know, twelve. I, I really, I really want to figure out you know how to have a. Well, not actually know. 12. How old are you? No, I was 12 at the time. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I was Sorry, literally... I you, grew was, uh... up, you grew up in the industry. So I grew up, yes. I grew up in the industry. Um, wow. So you keep all your stuff. I do. I want to know if you still have the diamond-encrusted shoes from... I do. All right. I have what? the diamond-encrusted shoes. So, so, Tell so, us so, the story from, about from the, the diamond From the My Way music video. And what about the shoes with the wheels in them? That's the Heelys. Yeah. From You Don't Have to Call Yeah. Yeah. You got those? Okay. I may be being... A little ambitious in 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 um, telling the story of how I've evolved as a as a you know kind of fashion person, right? Um, I started like Adidas, Nike, you know, uh, Sports Authority, things that <laughs> you know. Yeah, while it may not necessarily be fashionable to wear sweatpants and and shit like that, that was always kind of our culture. It's mm-hmm. like. Now we, and now it's found its way to become more relevant in this time because those things that are more obtainable are more attractive. But back then, we were trying to, we were looking over the things that were naturally fresh. You know, it was like LA Gears and 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 uh, British Nikes and things like that. I was. I had the LA I, Gears and they had like three different laces, yeah, different colors. Reebok. That took so long to change out your laces. I was so happy with them. Was, and and if you were important. fly enough, you had the ability to, you know, really lace them up really cool. Yeah. You take your time. I wasn't and, quite there with that. Oh. <laughs> What's your shopping process now? Shopping process. Um, like you, you're you're at the the door of the Rick Owens shop. What happens? Oh Jesus! Yeah, do you do? Because I'm sure you don't have time to do all of your own shopping. I don't know if there's anybody who owns more Rick Owens than me. Oh, in the whole world. We might need to. I I feel like there needs to be a whole know. video on your Rick Owens collection. Have you seen it? I I mean I've seen you out in the world in Rick Owens. Yeah. Tell pretty- us about so when did when did your obsession like how did you discover Rick Owens? Because I feel like there's. A, like, Rick has such a cult following, and if you know, you know, and other people know, but it's not its not like a label that screams itself, like, makes itself known when you wear it. You just yeah. know from the aesthetic, not because it's a label that is, you know, logos or anything. Yeah, no, and always very consistent. Mm. Um, I think it was 90, no, it was 90, wow. 2000, no, it was two, probably 2003 oh, or four, huh. and I went to a show. Here in the meatpacking district, it was my first time ever meeting him. He didn't know who I was. He's quite a personality, right? Yeah, um, and he was busy, you know, kind of doing whatever he was doing. I was like, man, <laughs> I just really. And this was my first time being introduced to him, and I just began to, you know, just watch, follow, and become a supporter. And and then when I began to really engage in collecting, um, I just, I think I just I I went overboard. And then the pandemic hit, and I think I just went overboard. I had to figure Online out something shopping to in the pandemic. Online shopping, I went nuts. <laughs> I think I lost my shit. I just went crazy. Were you at the last show in, that he did mm-hmm. in Paris? I was also at that show. I saw you. Yes. 
I mean, his shows are an experience. Do you have a favorite? Do you have what is it about what he does that appeals to you and speaks to you? Because it's quite, the aesthetic is quite, it's quite dark. It's quite melancholic, but it's really powerful and emotional. Like, so what about Rick is like Usher? Like, what is, where's the crossover? Where's the intersection of Usher and Rick? I'm not certain, but I do know that um, I've admired, you know, uh, the silhouette and the fact that it actually makes me feel very, very comfortable. Um, you kind of feel defiant in a way, for some reason. When, whenever, and but I, but I feel like no matter where I am, I'm, I'm just comfortable when I'm wearing um, any, any uh, dark shadow or, or whatever it might, might be. But I do, I what, feel. What is dark shadow? What is dark shadow? Dark. Sh- Please tell us. Tell us in your own words. Well, no, dark. <laughs> dark shadow <laughs> is one of the many collections that. Rick Owens has, and like for, a submark or like an actual just that was one collection or one show? one of the collections. Okay, okay, me, yeah. So is uh, that a favorite collection? I love the sneakers. Right. I, I love. I, I don't get into the, the me. I was just with Tyrone right. uh, Dylan in uh, in in Las Vegas. Tyrone uh, Dylan is uh, one of the uh, top advisors and also two uh, um, models. Okay, uh, for Rick Owens, he happened to come to Las Vegas. Okay, we're really good friends. And uh, I hosted him and, a, and a, a few friends. So we had a really good time just hanging out there uh, at my show uh, in Las Vegas. But he takes it. It's me, Wiz Khalifa, and we're all at Delilah's. And it's about 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock at night. And he's like, yo, you got to put these shoes on. I'm like, there's no way possible I'm going to put those shoes on and manage to walk out of here. He just can't do it. I just, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not meant for heels, bro. I just can't do it. <laughs> She's what, like, I don't what, take my shoes off. How many inches are we talking about? Yo, this is like super, super Whoa, high. No, oh wow, no, no, like no, no. many inch platforms. Man, yeah, yeah, platforms. Yeah, it's an understatement. <laughs> These things are like, I, I'm not even meant to be that tall. <laughs> I, I admire models. Thank you, you guys. But I'm, I'm, I'm cool at five, nine, ten, eleven. One else. <laughs> wow, wow. What's the craziest Rick or the most daring Rick piece that you own? Like, what's what feels like, okay, this is really like... There was this one jacket um, that I wore to the opening of Flippers in London. It, was, it, was, it, was, it wasn't too risky. I wanted to ask you about Flippers. The purpose and point of Flippers is to just reignite our energy and our... our you Flippers know, is a roller skating rink. It is a roller skating rink. Know. Yes, it's a roller skating rink. I loved skating as a kid. Really? Um, yes, I loved skating. I used to go to the park. Oh, you went roller skating. Do you know she wrote a cover story on Michaela Cole? Yes, yeah, so I went, went roller, roller skating. skating with her so in So you Ghana. and Michaela Cole would get along like a house on fire because she skates. We She took me on the highway in skates. Really? It was insane. And I, like rollerblades or actual quads? So here's the thing. I'm a diehard quad person. I grew up doing like skating on quads, so... I never got into blades, but that was all they had in the store in Accra, Ghana, where we were. (laughs) And so she. You were rollerblading in the streets of Accra. Yeah. How does that happen? Were you wearing a helmet? Yeah, you better have been wearing. I was wearing pads. That's not a helmet, John. Helmet. I mean, I was. I did fear for my life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it was a great story. I'm so intrigued because, like, your residency has become kind of the thing. To, I mean, you've had people fly in and do go to huge stars it's come the in. It's the place to be seen. It's the place to be seen. seen. What, what is special for an artist to do? Like, what makes Vegas sort of like a fun proposition to someone like you? Like, what's special about it? Well, I mean, it's the time um, that I put into curating a show that I really feel uh, elevates 
the music, the experience that we've had in the, with the song. Who knows? These songs probably have been, you know, benchmarks for everybody. Maybe you, you know, you you broke up with someone. You had an amazing night with someone. Tours are normally dedicated towards one specific album. Yeah, you play a few classics, but you're really focused on that one album. With the residency, I'm able to go back in time from the beginning mm. and pick the best pieces and curate something. Uh, don't you also have an album coming out? What's You've got a busy schedule. Well, the album's finished. Now I just got to work on all the creatives and okay. things. Yeah, so that's I, that's I a big, still a big deal, no? Yeah. Don't you, you know, how do you, like, how do you look after yourself when you're, like, you know, you're zipping between Vegas, you're doing these shows. Yeah, the that usher really... self-care. Yeah, what's the self-care routine? Because your skin is looking great. Thank you. <laughs> you know what, man? Less stress. Yeah. Lots of water. You know, I think if anything, being happy is probably what I'm wearing on my skin right now. Oh, God, I love it. Oh, to happy. Yeah, just, <laughs> just, 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 it's just state of being. I mean, of course, you got to have a regimen. Every day I wake up and I'll, I'll take a hot rag and I'll wipe over my face. It's really a simple thing to do, right? It's kind of like an exfoliating type thing. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but for the most part, it's just kind of whatever residue you have on your skin, yeah. it, it just it, it neutralizes, right? A hot rag every morning. <laughs> <And> good jeans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Black don't crack. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> True. Yeah. I'm happy, man. I'm really happy right now in this place that I'm in. And um, I'm enjoying myself. I'm really enjoying myself. It shows. On YouTube, there are lots of um, YouTube creators who listen to these, like, young, super young. They listen to songs for the first time that mm -hmm. have been, right. like, listening to My Way for the first time if you've never heard it and seeing their reaction. Yeah. Like, it must be amazing to have, like, a whole generation of young people suddenly discover, like, you've got hits going back so far. Like, what's your... With the younger fans, like, what's the connectivity there? And what, and how does that excite you? Well, it's interesting, right? Because, I mean, you can't really obsess too much over how people receive music. Right. And you really don't know how much of an effect you're having uh, on people in, in the way that we did in the 90s and also to early 2000s. Because there's just not as many albums physically sold. There was something incredible about being able to say oh wow you sold a million albums in one week right or either yeah. you've sold a specific one. downloads and 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 streams i don't know you it's know i think that it's, it's it's quite it's not quite the same i felt like people were listening to something all at the same time or you had to listen to an album every single album every single song through there's a different listening experience now people cherry pick a lot more how they listen to music it's like much more of a smorgasbord whereas I remember having cassette tapes I had to listen to the entire yeah. album before I got to the next song so I knew I still know the words to some albums from the 90s it's funny I'm, I'm you know I'm, I look at an audience and there's so many different you know, people who've come, rather they like DJ Got Us Fallen In Love or they got, you know, caught up with Caught Up or either they fell in love way back with Nice and Slow. But I see almost an education happening among my fans mm. when they're discovering in that moment. So, you know. I also, I loved seeing the uh, video of you feeding Kimorley Simmons a strawberry again. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Did that bring a bunch yeah, of new baby. fans to us? I'm sure it did. <laughs> it, brought, it brought one hell of an expectation because now I got to do it again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but, yo, that was a one-on-one. Like, so it's just spontaneous. I, it was very spontaneous. I had no idea that Kimora was coming. Oh, I wow. knew that Kim was coming because she had uh, come the week prior. Uh, a friend of hers got married there. 
And uh, she snuck in and saw the show. She says, the girls are going to be really mad at me that I didn't, you know, do the girl trips because the last time we mm-hmm. couldn't land our plane. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, hopefully they can find a runway long enough to land your plane this time. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> what and, a flex. And you, and, right? <laughs> and, you, and you don't miss this incredible experience. So she's like, oh, my God, this is the most amazing thing I've ever experienced. I'm like, you should bring your girls back. Oh so she gosh. brought the girls and Camille was there. Now, not many people know that Kamora Lee was my was the leading lady in Nice and Slow, my yes. first video. One of my first yes. major yes. videos. Right. So it was like a... It was a recap. Yeah. Circle yeah. moment. Yeah. Circle. <laughs> Do you have a personal ranking of favorite outfits for your music videos? Favorite outfits. Like, is there a number one that you're like, oh, that was the best? That was the best. I think, yeah. It was a moment. It was a cultural moment. Uh, it was a fashion statement. Being able to wear blazers and, you know, kind of a woven was like a new thing. It became like the the new silhouette or either, you know, the ensemble of that year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The baseball cap kicked to the side. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a real look. It was a moment. You it was know? a moment. And then it became about a leather jacket and or either a bomber and jeans. So those are kind of like my favorite, too. Okay. My worst was... Uh, you have regrets? I do have one. <laughs> wow. Okay, it was just hard. Us. It was just very difficult to dance in. Tell us, so tell us what it was. In Caught Up, my pants were like, they were just, I, it was just a really bad moment. <laughs> if I could change anyone, it, it would All be right. that one. <laughs> you see me in things like tripping over my my legs, it's just crazy. Do you ever get involved in designing clothes that you're wearing to perform? Or? Yeah. yeah, I mean, every aspect of it, you know, um, rather working with designers. Will we know. ever see an Usher line? You should. Would you Would you participate in it is a question. I'm oh. sure. We're, we're here to yes, participate. Yes, for that. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I have ambition, right, to do these kinds of things, but I do like collaborating. I'd, be, I'd really be interested in developing um, quads or skates of my own. Oh, you should absolutely do that. That's something that's underway. Okay. I'd love to do, like, lingerie or something like that. You know? Oh. Well, speaking of, <laughs> we have a question that yeah. our colleague was dying for us to ask She wants you. to know which song you think the most babies have been made to. Mm. <laughs> mm. That's really hard. Okay. N- no pun intended. <laughs> or titted. <laughs> Maybe Nice and Slow. Mm. Maybe, um, yeah, I-, I have a few songs that are all about, like, all about the music. More about the music than the actual song, right? Are there any young artists, music artists, that you're excited about and that you're keeping your eye on, you're tracking? Well, I never turn my eye away from, you I know, in anything that's there. Mm. Uh, and my children won't let me. Oh, I love that. So do they keep you up to up to speed? With they what's... keep, Yeah, they keep me completely informed everywhere. Hip-hop, R&B, K-pop, uh, classical, e- everything. I'm like, how do you, how do you even know this? R&B, how, do, who, who, how, how old are they? 14 and 15. Okay. So they're that really good age for discovery. And yeah. who do they love right now that they're showing you? Um, let me see. Brent Fias was one of oh, my... Oh, I love his work. Yeah, his my... album's great. My son, he really, he really loves. You were asking about people to look, that I look after. Yeah. Brent is one. Okay. Um, you know, um, let me see. Naveed, Billie Eilish. That's his favorite, one of his favorites. Oh, yeah. Are you going to Men's Fashion Week in June? Uh, yeah. All right. What what shows are you excited about? Um, like, what I, do you usually, you know, get hyped to see? Oh, man. I do have my favorites. Call My Love every every year. 
Yeah, um, I mean, it's a real experience. Yeah, always. always. I've never been to a Come Diggers Song oh, show. Oh, my goodness. Girl, buckle up your seat. It's like no other show. It is. Mm. Of course, Rick. Yes. And um, I want to see... Is Burberry showing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really excited. New creative director. Yes. Daniel Lee. Daniel Lee. Really excited to see him. Um, yeah. And are you still shopping online post-pandemic? Are you, like, going in, in I don't, store? Yo, by the way, I don't really get that much time to hang hang out. You know, I love to window shop every so often. I'll look through and see if I see something. But for the most part, I'm calling over, like, what do you got new? Send me what you, you got. You don't have a real, real account? I do. <laughs> I, went, I told you I went crazy. It's in your name? It's in... I'm not telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, I absolutely went essence bunkers. Like, <laughs> I lost my shit. I was like, I went broke, man. <laughs> it's like, I, I got to go work now. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're making up for yeah. lost time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely got a busy work schedule right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Usher, every now and then we do a lightning round of questions. Okay. So we're going to just hit you with a couple. Let's go. Let's go. Favorite song of all time? Favorite song of all time? That's really difficult. That's, I know, I know. Okay, a song really you're hard. loving right now. A song I'm loving right A song that I have loved consistently for years is What's Going On, Marvin Gaye. Yes. Cool. Great. Never too much. Good choice. Never too much uh, Luther Vandross. What do you sleep in? I prefer naked. Okay. <laughs> fair, fair. I prefer naked. Uh, <laughs> underwear alone would be enough. Okay. But every so often you need to, you know, you need a little air that thing out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, what item of clothing will you never part with? Hmm. Sounds like none of them, but. I'm, yeah, I'm really bad. Right. Do your boys borrow want to borrow your clothes? Or? They love my sneakers. Okay. Yeah. They don't really want to wear my clothes. Huh. Right now. They will later. Oddly enough, my oldest son, he does. He'll sneak in my closet and he'll grab some of my Rick. Okay. You know, and he'll, you know. Love that. Yeah. Do you yell at him as he's running out the door? My mom used to do that. Hey, that's my favorite sweater. <laughs> no, he didn't tell me. <laughs> I yeah, but thought... I, she recognizes it as she sees me leaving. <laughs> Someone else always tells on him. <laughs> like, you know he went in your closet and he got your shoes, he got your Virgils. And I'm like, what? You did what? Where, where are they? He's like, Dad, I just, I didn't really, I didn't play basketball in them. I just walked around in them and went to school. Like, what? Dude, do you realize how important these are? It's like, they're just shoes, Dad. I'm like, you're right. But put them back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I would want them back. Yeah. <laughs> um, which red carpet look has been your favorite so far? This is a tough one. The the last Rick show was really amazing. Huh. They're all gray. I haven't seen it anywhere, wow. uh, by the way. What a compliment. It's like, thank you so much. I haven't yeah. seen that gray leather anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it rains at the top for me. Okay. Okay, yeah. good. I probably would have changed the orange hair. I liked, I really enjoyed, and I, I embraced. It's a nice compliment to gray. It was a compliment to gray on that moment, but I would have changed it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't regret it. Do you have a nickname? Big time. Hidden talent that most people don't know about. I've actually revealed all of my talents. <laughs> uh, nothing hidden with Usher here. <laughs> dream vacation. Uh, dream vacation. Um, I've always I want to go to Tel Aviv. Oh, I've not cool. been to Tel Aviv. Oh, right. Well, I've heard it's a really cool city. Good mm -hmm. food as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Go to karaoke song. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you have a go to karaoke. Do you do karaoke? I do karaoke. No way. Favorite karaoke song. Um, it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. It gets crazy. 
<laughs> so fun. When I met you last <laughs> night, baby. <laughs> Such a good song. <laughs> Don't get shy now. There you go. <laughs> I would never sing along with you. That's not going to happen. <laughs> There's a great photo of you chatting with Kim and Pete Davidson. Yeah. Their reunion. What were you guys talking about? There's no reunion. He, she, there, there was no reunion. We, me and Kim were literally there <laughs> talking about why she didn't hang out the uh, the night after the show. She had to get ready for the Met. And Pete comes up and he just says hello. And it was, you know, photos are worth a million expressions if you don't know what's going on. But they no was, kidding. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, no. Nah, it was it, it was just a a, a casual conversation. They all right, didn't like all right. that. Yeah. <laughs> We were talking about <laughs> Pete bringing his mom to Las Vegas sitting front row. Oh, that's uh, so cute. That's cute. That's pretty cute. I was like, what? She, yeah, she's like, yeah, you got to come see the show. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, a, that's <laughs> lovely. That's it for this episode of The Run Through. The Run Through Evoke is a production of Condé Nast Entertainment. The show is produced by Susie Lechtenberg, Chelsea Daniel, and Alex John Burns. It's engineered by Jake Loomis, Gabe Kiroga, and Kevin Burasa, and mixed by Mike Kutchman. See you soon. Bye. We've all been there before. You're planning a dinner party or having family over or even just cooking for yourself when all of a sudden it starts to feel overwhelming. Uh, I live in a very small one-bedroom apartment with a very small kitchen. I can't figure out what to serve besides water soup at this point. I'm Chris Morocco, food director of Bon Appetit and Epicurious, and this is Dinner SOS, a new podcast from Bon Appetit. Maybe it's a last-minute party with no menu inspiration, a kitchen with no space, a toddler who will only eat buttered pasta. Name your dinner emergency. We're here to help. Here's how the show works. On each episode, we'll take a call from a home cook facing a real dinner emergency. Then, I'll work with one of our editors or someone from our amazing test kitchen to try and solve it. Because cooking for the people you love should inspire joy without a side of stress. Make sure you're following Dinner SOS wherever you're listening now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support. It meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com.